When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My friend, this episode of our podcast is so packed with tasty pickup trucks that don't exist that I don't know what to do. I do. Actually, we are going to go through a reading of The Mad Woman of Chayo and maybe move on to Lysistrata and a few other things, trying to entertain you guys because this isn't obviously entertaining enough. Yes, but how about instead we'll do a list of trucks that is a missed opportunity. Basically, manufacturers mm-hmm. who had an opportunity, We this is according to us. Yes. Uh, that's not according to them. <laughs> uh, where they had an opportunity and they just let it slip. That's even better. In fact, if you look at it this way, a lot of the vehicles on this list technically exist or exist in other markets or could have been built. So it's kind of a wish list, but at the same time, we think that a lot of these are logical, and in many cases, we think that they may have actually saved the brand, but they didn't. Yeah, unfortunately. So how about, we have a lot to get through. Yes. We have basically nearly every manufacturer on this list mm-hmm. of pickup trucks. How about we kick it off with a big one? Yes. Actually, this is my one of my highlights on the list, and that's the Nissan Warrior Titan concept. This is a Nissan Warrior that goes back almost exactly... Six, six, six years. years. Yes. Like, as of the time you guys are seeing this or seeing this. And this vehicle was phenomenal to look at. An absolutely spectacular looking off-road biased pickup truck based on the Nissan Titan XD platform. And it had the XD's 5 liter V8 diesel. Exactly. At the time. At the time. Um, I believe, so you did the presentation from Detroit Auto Show. Mm -hmm. This was literally January 2016. Yeah. And I think I was filming you. I think I was behind the camera. Which I remember being there too. Yes. Yes. I think you were giving me the the stink eye when I was talking about it (laughs) because, you know, we, we both knew that, yeah, okay, it's a concept, but we're both also like... You guys really should build this. And this was so, the early days of this of this new generation of yeah, Titan, right? When the Titan was just coming out, including the XD. Right. And, and also what happened was they nailed the styling. Absolutely. It was a wide-body, large truck. And look where large trucks are now. I mm-hmm. mean, the Ram TRX is unparkable almost. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, powerful. Well, the same with the, the Ford Raptor, which is exactly yes. what this is built to the, go The Raptor is now on 37s. Right. So the point here is that this truck would have competed with them, but the big difference is it would have had a diesel powertrain, at least according to their specs, but it could have just as easily had the 5.6 liter V8. Yeah. And it was a super looking truck. It was absolutely the perfect way to present the Titan. And now, if you look at the Titan sales, they're absolutely in the toilet. They have been for years. This truck should have been built. No 
no doubt in my mind that this truck should have been built. Yes, it would have been expensive, but I guarantee you it would have been a halo vehicle and would have brought more people into the dealerships. I absolutely agree. It's a missed opportunity. Maybe Nissan can come around, turn around and present us another one, um, which actually I want to bring this up before we move on to another manufacturer. Right. Is that overseas, Nissan also sells a Nissan Frontier Warrior concept. Oh, uh, not concept. Actual uh, Warrior. An actual Warrior, which is, is a production correct. truck, which is a slightly, well, let's say, accessorized, off-road ready. It's kind of, in my mind, a little bit above Pro4X. And, you know, larger tires, skid plates, really beefy bumpers. I think it has a beefier suspension as well. But same drivetrain. And I agree with you. Um, and it's a much more uh, gnarly looking vehicle. And that should be here in this market. We think, Andre and I, that um, the Nissan Frontier, considering the fact that it's already a pretty damn good truck, needs to have one step up above the Pro, the, uh, Pro 4X. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, and, and it's not hard. No, no, because so, look at what's well, out there. You know, am I correct? Yes. I mean, just let's we can go down the list. The Jeep uh, Gladiator Rubicon, right? The Chevy, Mojave, the Chevy Colorado ZR2. Yes. So maybe a front locker, or at the very least, perhaps a little bit more, uh, you know, armor and a little bit more suspension, more ground clearance, a exactly. little bit, yeah, a little bit more. And I, you know, we I say it's easy. <laughs> I know it's not easy. Manufacturers spend years and billions of dollars on this. Yeah. But it's relatively easy to update the suspension like this. And, I think so. And give it the extra clearance. I would agree. Considering that everybody else, well, almost everybody else is doing something like this. So let's go on to the next completely different brand. Uh, something that could have been here for a very long period of time and never made it over here. And there's a lot of questions as to why. Yes. And this is a VW Volkswagen Amarok pickup truck mm -hmm. even to this day because this pickup is sold in mexico actually mm -hmm. and of course other overseas markets right but sometimes an mrx sneaks in to colorado or u.s somehow you know and people give us you know take pictures and send it to us even to this day yep. and say oh my gosh vw is selling the mrx in the u.s i'm like no, no. <laughs> because Sorry. it has a mexican license plate or something else yes has happened so uh, Roman uh, tells the story. He's not on this podcast today, but but he tells a story where years ago he talked to some of the executives of VW and mm -hmm. said, and this must have been five or seven or eight I, years ago. I think it's about seven years ago. And he said, please bring the Amarok. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, this would be too difficult, too hard. You know, it won't sell or something like that. But I think it would have been huge. It would have been because it's, it would have been an alternate, something else that's out there. Now, the overseas, de uh, uh, the, I can't speak. The overseas <laughs> You're Amarok, so excited. I'm so excited about this. The overseas Amarok uh, has a small diesel uh, engine. It's actually a couple different options yeah. that you can get for the diesel. But they did have a version of it that also had a gas engine, which was a VR6. And it's something that was sold here in the United States. And they still sell a version of the VR6, which is in some crossovers. And that powertrain in that truck. I think over here would have sold well. Yes, there are a lot of issues about trying to sell a truck from overseas here in terms of chicken tax and whatnot. But rumor has it that Volkswagen has a very large manufacturing uh, plant here in the United States. And I think that that should have been on the line. Now, with that being said, we do know for a fact that Volkswagen currently is pairing up with Ford to build the next generation Amarok. 
Exactly. And uh, this is not a secret, right? They mm -hmm. announced this plan that uh, Ford and VW. So what Ford is getting out of the deal is some of the electrification technologies or methods and, and so forth that VW is working on. They put billions into Yeah, they can share some of that knowledge and production, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and then what VW is getting from it is also ability to utilize the Ford Ranger platform mm -hmm. and the next Ford Ranger platform right. for their mid-sized truck. Now, the question is, are they going to sell the Amarok here in the United States with this new platform? And that's something we do not know yet. However, I believe they will be, at least for now, manufacturing them at the same plant that they're building the Ranger at. Exactly. And I think this is a missed opportunity going back many, many years. Mm -hmm. And I think we agree on this. Um, and it may be still coming. And you know what else? It's not really on our list. But remember, several years ago, they also showed a small crossover pickup. Yes. Remember that? And then they, everybody loved it. But remember, and then they said, oh, never mind. We nope, won't sorry, it. guys, you can't have this. <laughs> Why? Because we're just going to show you cool stuff that you kids can't play with. And Volkswagen is notorious for this, by the way. There are other German automakers that are as well. But Volkswagen does this to us a lot. Um, and in another video broadcast, we'll talk about their new electric van that's coming out. And maybe we'll be able to get a Volkswagen California here in yeah. the States. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah, the ID buzz mm -hmm. has been a long time coming. El buzzy. Um, so let's move on, though, to another one, which it, there's actually two that kind of uh, bookend each other. And that's yeah. the Lexus LX pickup truck. Yes, it doesn't exist. And the Toyota Land Cruiser, which no longer exists here in the United States. But both of these could are currently missed opportunities for Toyota. Yeah, and this question came up actually when Roman and I were at Toyota headquarters. This was several months ago in the fall of 2021. Mm -hmm. They had a large headquarters event, right, where right. they presented in Texas. Yeah, a, a plethora of their upcoming products, current vehicles, updated vehicles, right. even some concepts they showed. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they were talking about is the updated Lexus lineup, right? Right. And, and they're they're really pushing hard. You know, performance, precision, luxury, all those things are included. And then they never spoke about, first of all, the LX wasn't there yet. Mm -hmm. Now it's been unveiled. But also they never mentioned the pickup. And Roman and I, Roman actually brought up this point, and he was kind of shut down immediately. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> he said, guys, you have an upcoming Tundra coming, the new Tundra on the new chassis, which is shared with the LX and mm -hmm. the Grand and the, and the Land Cruiser also overseas. Which we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. And... Pickups are very, very uh, popular these days. They're reaching, tr you know, six-figure price tags in yes. many cases. Yes, they are. Uh, for luxury trucks, you know, eighty, ninety thousand dollars is not uncommon. Mm -hmm. So what, why don't you build a Lexus version, whatever it may be? We didn't, sp you know, we didn't tell them what to do, but we said a Lexus version of the Tundra. And in my view, it should be like retro styled. You see where I'm going? I think kind I of like luxury, a little bit more blocky, a little bit more squarish. Kind of like the Toyota Land Cruisers of the past that had like the, the 70 series. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what we're basically saying or what Roman was saying, and we all agree with him or, or else we'd be fired, <laughs> is that um, Lexus should build a on the platform that currently is underpinning the brand new Tundra, like the one we have in our garage, Yes. and put in... The luxury amenities, tech, and other performance upgrades that you get in the Lexus. Now, look, Lexus does this already across the board with other vehicles that are based on Toyota products. So it makes sense that, you you know, hey, maybe this is a good idea. Now, think about it this way. Uh, last year, even though it was a COVID year, 
Ford sold what, about a million F-Series pickups in the United States? Probably a little bit under that, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and General Motors and all these other ones, really, really, really high numbers. Yeah, yeah. Toyota, with their full-size trucks, even if this Tundra's kind of a hit, it's never going to get to those numbers. However, if you were to combine those sales with a more luxurious pickup truck, price it with the equivalent of, say, a GMC Denali, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, something along yeah. those lines, then you can suddenly get into that class, and I guarantee you, you're going to sell it. And that's Roman's point of view as well, and I agree with it. And then we can move on to the other Toyota product that's sort of the missing elephant in the room. Yes, so Land Cruiser name is no more for U.S. Which it, sucks. It exists in other markets, and right. it will go on. Their latest series is 300 series. Mm-hmm. is Land Cruiser built you know, with the twin turbo V6, all this stuff that's currently in the Tundra right. as well, um, available. But but the name has a lot of heritage. That's kind of the point. They went and threw away something that had over 50 years of heritage here in the United States, saying, oh, don't worry, we're going to keep in mind, you know, we'll, we'll add, to, we're going to get a truck at some point in time or something, an EV, who knows, that will be called a cruiser on one half or maybe a land something on the other half. That's not the point. The point is, is that you took what was a Land Cruiser, this whole identity of a serious off-road vehicle, made sure that the rest of the world had it, yet here in the United States, where it still had some sales and recognition, you didn't even bother bringing it out maybe as a less expensive version or something where you could sell a limited volume and keep the name fresh here. That's heritage you just threw away because some pencil pusher who's fresh out of college told you guys, oh, no, no, it's a good idea to get rid of it. I completely disagree with that. So, anyway, the missed opportunity is not bringing the Toyota Land Cruiser here. Sorry, guys. You totally blew it. And there, there may be more compl- it may be more complicated than that. But it's of not. Course, but of course, Nathan. Uh, so... The only saving grace we may have with the Land Cruiser is that the next Sequoia may be more beefy. But it's not the same name. I agree. No, it's not. Uh, I'm sorry. And and also, I agree with you on affordability. Mm -hmm. They had an opportunity to separate the LX Lexus, which Mm -hmm. exists in the U.S. still, uh, from the Land Cruiser. They could have separated them more. Mm -hmm. It could be a three-row SUV, which they need. Yes. And and, and could be off-road capable and could be even more affordable and people would clamor for it. I agree 100%. Especially when you take something away and then you bring it back, then people are suddenly like, you know, there's a push to get that thing that's been gone. Kind of like new Coke, old Coke. Uh, sorry, that, that really uh, dates me. Um, let's talk about a different brand, though. One that you may not have thought about with pickup trucks here in the United States, and that is Mazda. Yes, and you know why I thought about this? Hmm. It's because I am currently an owner of a B4000 Mazda pickup truck. Which is your dad is dude. okay. My dad is. Come on, I, I he sold so, his be his I, old I, Mazda that we used in uh, to, or our uh, which one uh, no payment needed uh, series yeah series and um, which was by the way a really good truck when he was done with it not when he started with it no when I started it was rough <laughs> and now my da- and now my crap. dad is continuing to I know repair your dad it. has done awesome jobs it's, um, it's a really so, nice truck so yeah so Mazda could have continued this trend and they're I think it's a missed opportunity absolutely mm-hmm. the BT50 and even our producer Zach would agree with us yeah which is rare <laughs> Uh, the BT50 is a, I would say, a handsome truck, and I think Zach would agree. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, it would have brought the Mazda name, maybe elevated the name a little bit more. Yeah, here in the United States, Mazda pulled out of the market for trucks uh, almost two decades ago, I'd say. Well, maybe this was more. a partnership with Ford, right? Right, so that the, was the, the previous one. Right? right, this one is a partnership with Isuzu and their new D Max 
diesel pickup truck, which is only available overseas. Now, we know Isuzu is no longer here in the United States building, you know, regular vehicles, so to speak. But Mazda is. And so it would have been really nice to see Mazda bring this truck into the United States. And I know there are a lot of challenges in terms of chicken tax and everything else or, you know, creating a whole new line just to build this truck. I get it. But it would have been an interesting competitor judging by its overall looks, interiors, design, style, and technology. And, you know, perhaps they would have used one of their new, um, you know, gas powertrains, which are extremely efficient. Totally. And it could have been turbocharged, yes. which a lot of their crossovers are now. And now, you know, the latest push for Mazda is more ruggedness, right? Mm -hmm. The next uh, XC50 yeah. and, and on and on and on. This was perfect for ruggedness. It, it was it, a pickup. Yeah, a proper it pickup. It is a pickup. Too. Yeah, with a solid frame and a solid foundations. It's getting some pretty good write-ups overseas. So, yeah, it could have been a good one. Now, let's talk about something that's a little bit more realistic and something that's sitting right behind you, sort of. Um, yes. Uh, the image, uh, if you're watching it on TFL Talk mm -hmm. channel, thank you. And if you're listening to us, thank you as well. Thank you, guys. And by the way... Patreon.com slash TFLcar is where a lot of you support us with your donations. Yes. And even over the holiday season, many of you have supported us in a huge way. Yeah. So thank you very much. Your generosity helps make what we do happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. I'd be in a closet somewhere just trying to broadcast on a phone. Uh, but instead, we're talking about this, which is at last year's SEMA show. This was in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chevrolet and GM showed this concept they called the Beast. And the Beast was basically a, um, I would call it a Ford Raptor Ram TRX fighter, mm -hmm. a proper off-road truck with this military body on top of it. It looked it, fantastic. It, it looked fantastic. In person, it was amazing. It's actually a little bit smaller in person than you might imagine mm -hmm. because it's a little bit shorter. They made the wheelbase a little bit shorter. Yeah, they cut the wheelbase a lot shorter. In fact, I would say it's only a few inches longer than, say, a Bronco four-door. Uh, but they made it super ultra-wide. Right. So it has this weird presence, but very impressive presence. And it's got huge tires. This concept, this beast, has a supercharged uh, V8 engine. It has really, really sophisticated suspension. Mm -hmm. what, what does it sound like? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> it sounds like a Raptor, but it's GM it sounds like version. a TRX even. Yes. Yes. So, so what, why not wrap it in a Silverado or a GMC body? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine GMC Sierra body on top of this? Yeah. Yeah, an Ultra Sierra or whatever the hell yeah. you want to call it. But the, the way this thing looks, if they were to put a conventional cab on it, because right now, you know, for the uh, uh, for SEMA, it didn't have that. It has an open setup that doesn't look like it would make it through crash test safety, much less anything else. So put a conventional cab on it, do a couple of things to it to make sure it's street legal, and put it out there like you have been promising to do for years, General Motors, and have a proper Raptor fighter. Yes, we know about the Hummer EV. However... There are still people out there, a lot of them, who are buying gas vehicles, and this baby looks like it would have sold, and it's a bummer that you're not building it. And it could have been huge, like even a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's not a year or two ago. This is now. Um, so maybe the, you know, the environment has changed, you know, the industry has changed, but still, why tease us like this? Right. Now, you're going to hear a lot of people commenting and saying, well, wait a minute, Chevrolet is doing the ZR2 version of the 1500. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That's not this. Not even close. So here's the thing about the ZR2, because I was actually with it. Right? Yes, you were. Um, sorry, I, I just wanted to rub No, no, no. I like you rubbing <laughs> it in, you son of a... Okay, so just so you guys know, I wanted to go. And Yeah, yeah. of course. No, uh, it's basically a truck... 
a really good truck. You know, it's got the latest Multimatic shocks, right? right? Uh, lockers front and rear. This is a ZR2 Silverado. Mm -hmm. But it's riding on 33s. It's not really much wider than the regular Silverado. Right. And why is with matter? Because it's suspension travel, right? The wider the truck can get, the more suspension travel you can get, which means you can go faster off-road, you can articulate better over exactly. rocks. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it looks cooler. And it looks cooler, period. Yeah. And you could have charged infinite amount of money for it. And, you know, make it a GMC, charge 80 grand, and go home, right? That's it. Well, I think what they're trying to do is, uh, now, now we still don't know, they're, the price has not been revealed on the Zero Two Silver. Right, it's, right? Been it's been teased or leaked, so to speak. Yeah, but we don't know for sure, There's the, you know, officially. So the, the idea is that they're going to undercut, obviously, the TRX and the uh, Raptor by building a truck that has a lot of what you need, but daily drivability and serious off-road capability without going overboard. And I get it. I totally get what they're doing. However... They still need a crown jewel, something that's just like, holy cow, I can't believe you guys built this. And that's where I think they should have built this. And the vehicle. GMC, don't get us wrong, the GMC Hummer EV is very impressive, mm -hmm. on paper at least, because yeah. Nathan and I haven't driven it yet. But it's 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 a different animal in my mind. It's a you completely know, it's, different animal. It's electric, and also it, it's et cetera, et cetera. And it's inaccessible price-wise too. Well, that may change in time. Let's talk about, speaking of what we've been using as a benchmark, the next one on our list, which is the Raptor V8 or the Raptor R, um, something that should have come out uh, two years ago and didn't. And it's a missed opportunity. And Ford, I think, knows this. Yeah, and I think they're really rushing or trying to rush the Raptor R. But the point is, the reason why it's on this list is because when the third generation 2021 Raptor showed up, mm -hmm. once again, I was there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Um, I was there, and it showed up on 37s nonetheless. Yeah. Right? Awesome. Yeah, it looked but, good. But when everybody asked on that debut video, right, what were the comments? Where's the V8? Where's the V8? Where's the, Where's V8? the V8? I'm disappointed yes. that there's no V8. Damn it, where's so, the V8? So really, uh, I don't know if they could have teased the concept, something, but nothing really was unveiled. They really focused on their twin turbo V6 technology and their suspension technology, which is which is good. Which is good, but the V6 was no more powerful than the old one. Am no, I same. Well, I know they they would say they would say that they tuned it differently. Mm. It it launches more properly because yeah. they have they did the suspension. They went yeah. to coil springs, yeah. uh, in the rear. But but the point is is that uh, you know with the TRX, I mean, they had warning that the TRX was coming. And they, I think they kind of fell asleep at the wheel. I know they were working on other things. Ford's been doing a lot of stuff. Oh, they're busy as heck. Yeah. They're However, busy as heck. you really don't want to lose this race. And right now they're losing to the TRX. And I don't think it would have been a, as big of an issue had they come out with the Raptor R, the V8, whatever it, the hell it's going to be in terms of whether it's Coyote or 7.3. Who that's knows? The, that's the thing. We still don't know. We still don't know. There's I mean, nothing confirmed. Yeah. People will say, you know, it'll have a GT500 motor. Oh, yeah. I've heard that a lot. And Flat that. plane crank. Uh, yes, it could be, but there's no official statement. Right. That, Until we get an official statement, there's absolutely no validity to anything that's out there about it. However, we do know that Ford is definitely keeping this in mind. We do know that there will be more stuff coming out. And I positive that they missed their opportunity by not putting this thing out a little earlier. Now, speaking of Ford and speaking of the Raptor, there yes. is another vehicle that has existed in other markets but hasn't been here. And it's a little bit of a puzzle. Yes, this is the Ranger Raptor. And speaking of off-roading, you know, this is kind of a theme here, right? <laughs> yeah. Off-roading, high power, 
just really flashy pickups are mm-hmm. selling like cupcakes. They are. They're, you know, you can't keep them on the lots. Yes, I know there were some shortages, but still, they're very, uh, very, very popular. Ford Ranger Raptor. I know why this one is not here. Okay. I, I have some good ideas. Give me an but, idea. But, but still, it's a missed opportunity, right? They should have done it when they reintroduced the Ford Ranger. They should have, like, waited a year and then come out with a Ranger Raptor, a beefier suspension system, blistered fenders, larger tires, maybe even a little bit of a Higher boost in power, power yes. right? And these types of things would have been great, and they didn't do it. Yes, so they came out in 2019, right? The Ranger returned. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't in the market for a few years, but um, and I think it returned in a good way, right? It's now really popular. Uh, it's selling really well. It is, for good so, reason. It's a so good little truck. Perfect reason to introduce the Raptor as well. Exactly. Uh, the way I think it's, the reason why I think it's not in the U.S. is because, first of all, it was designed with this uh, bi-turbo uh, diesel engine, right? Mm-hmm. This was in Thailand. This was in Australia. Australia, yeah. This is Europe. You know, all, all those markets markets have this. Uh, that engine, and I, we see a lot of reviews of this, uh, and also your comments, mm-hmm. that it's a good engine, but it's not a high-power engine. So right. it doesn't match the Raptor name in the U.S., because the Raptor name in the U.S. stands for high output, mm-hmm. right? Even though that diesel is good, you know, maybe efficient, uh, the, the horsepower is low, and the response of the turbos is not up to par, according to the Everything that was been set. So that engine didn't match our market. Ah, I agree. However, yeah. I'm going to say this real quick. Is the Ford Bronco based on the Raptor or on the Ranger frame? Yes, it ah, is not. And they're, they're built in the same factory. In fact, they are. And then on top of that, doesn't it have a 2.7 liter V6 that's in there that's more powerful? Yes. Twin turbo? Yes. Right. So my question is, why can't we have the Raptor currently on the current platform with that powertrain inside the truck, making it an absolute animal that nobody could beat in its class? That is a very good point. Yeah, I made a good point. Nathan made a good point. So No, no, I, you have a lot of good, really good points. Thank you, but, my, but you understand my point. And yeah. it's just like, we all know that there are reasons in terms of expense, in terms of getting through smog regulations, the DOT, and all this other stuff. However, you have fans, and you need to do your best to make those fans happy. And I think that they, it's a missed opportunity for Ford not to have introduced this vehicle before. Now, with that being said, we know that there's an all, well, relatively new Ford uh, Ranger coming next, this year. Well, I think we it will think be introduced this year. As of 2023, I, uh, right? Yeah, I think it will be yeah. introduced this year. It was already introduced in Australia right. as a next generation Why Ranger. Why Ford love Australians more than us? Well, I, thi- I think it has to do with the outback and a lot of, you know, really true tough off-roading that they do there. If we do tough off-roading here, <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's just because they're cooler because ACDC kind of sort of originated there and stuff. Uh, I don't know, but they introduced Air in Australia supply, I guess. I and there is, a, there is proof of uh, raptorized Ranger prototypes. We've seen them. We've shown you videos of those prototypes already. Roman has seen them in high country. Uh, we have other people in Michigan. Oh, I drove past one the other day. There, there's, there's you should have took over. You should have jumped in there. <laughs> it's kind of funny you mentioned that. My wife's like, you cannot let go of the <laughs> steering wheel and take a picture. Um, but I want to jump to the next vehicle, which sort of would compete with the Raptor Ranger. Ranger, Ranger Raptor, I should say. Yeah. And that would be a version of the GMC Canyon that had uh, the ZR2 package or the equivalent, which it doesn't and it won't. Yes, oh, or it might. Actually. Who knows? Maybe it will. But yes. It currently does uh, not. Dude, I absolutely agree. So we mentioned uh, off-roading and luxury. That's what GMC is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and why why haven't they put 
a GMC cabin onto a ZR2 platform, I have no idea. Me neither. So one of the things that we talk about often is that you guys are spending an awful lot of money on trucks. We get it. So why not, for those people, and I bet you there are plenty out there, who would say, mm, I like the Chevy Colorado ZR2, but I want a nicer cabin, and maybe I want a little bit of a different design to oh, set different me style. apart. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, with perhaps different amenities. And the one thing about GMC is they always are a little bit more upmarket than Chevrolet. So imagine them building something like this, a super capable, small off-road pickup truck with a fairly luxurious interior. And that is something that hasn't happened, and we don't understand why. We think it's a missed opportunity. And here's why I think it might happen. Uh, recently, there were some prototype images out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. There was a convoy of trucks. We did a story about this on tfltruck.com. There was a convoy of trucks, and two of them stood out mm-hmm. to me. They were slightly taller, uh, mid-sized trucks from GM. These were GM trucks. One of them, and they had different kind of wheels and tire packages. Right. Um, they looked like almost like a 33, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more than the Zero 2 has now. Right. Um, it looked burly and big and macho and off-road worthy. They had mud. They were mudding with these trucks. So you don't think these were the AT4? Xs. Uh, they uh, might be AT4X, but they were mid-sized trucks. Hmm. So I think they're not going to call it, a, obviously, a Canyon ZR2. No, they can't. Uh, that's, that's a Chevy but, thing. But I think and I'm hoping that the Canyon AT4X, like the Sierra AT4X that's coming. Right. Might be coming. That's my hope. Okay. Uh, well, that that is well, a good hope, well, but I still think I'm, it, I'm trying to be an optimist. Yeah, but the point is, is that they missed the opportunity to already do it. The Colorado Zero Two has been around for a while, so much so that they've actually made a Bison version of it, and they've updated the styling on it. Already. Yeah. So uh, it's just a shame that they missed this opportunity to do that. Now, another company that's totally missed an opportunity oh. to give us a truck that you guys have been clamoring for is Ram. And I'm talking specifically about the Dakota. Ram currently does not have a midsize truck. Don't say uh, the Gladiator. That's not Ram. That's Jeep. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Ram. I'm talking about regular pickup trucks. There is no Dakota out there. We've been promised that they would do something about it. There was uh, the old, um, under the old guard, they said they were going to do something. Things seem like they're changing. No Ram Dakota so far. Completely missed opportunity. They should have been building them. We should have something on the road. And there's a variety of different vehicles I could have chosen from to get the platform for this. Yes. And before you, you send us another image of a uh, shortened Ram 1500 prototype that was actually a Wagoneer prototype mm-hmm. and say that's a Dakota, it's not it's a Dakota. It's not a Dakota. It was basically they were testing the Ram chassis with um, kind of a unibody uh, structure on top of that chassis. That's correct. So, so that's not it. And I agree with you. I think we've been talking about it for at least 10 years right maybe nine (laughs) you know the interesting thing about the the ram um the idea of a ram dakota and the fact that i think that some people are concerned about it who work at stellantis and then back in the past fca is because they don't want to sap the sales from their current ram 1500 and the ram 1500 sales have been doing really really well they're now getting to a point where they're threatening general motors they've trounced uh both toyota and And Nissan. nissan yeah so they're really on there, and they really are on the top three. So maybe they are concerned about that. You know, numbers, it's what some of these guys are all about. But I look at it a different way. I think that having an entry-level pickup truck that's, you know, priced smart will get people in the door. Look what Ford did with the Maverick. That was a brilliant stroke because now people are like, hmm, maybe later on 
the Maverick's too small for me. I'm going to move up to a Ranger and then eventually a 1500, or sorry, one F-150. It makes total sense. And Ram should be adopting exactly the same type of mentality, perhaps with a slightly different idea behind it. But the point is, is that they need an entry-level pickup and they don't have one. And this could have been their opportunity. Yeah, and there's an, actually another opportunity. So let's uh, bring this in too. Because you mentioned the Maverick, mm-hmm. and the Dakota, in my mind, is kind of like a Chevy Colorado GMC Canyon competitor or Ranger competitor. You, but they need now the a past. Maverick competitor, too. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, they do, absolutely. And it's also a missed opportunity. It's a, it's a huge one. And they have vehicles overseas that would match this mold. Without a doubt, yes. yes. And they've been testing them here, by the way. We have, been, we have seen several different Fiat Toros and Stratas testing here in the United States for years. Now, granted, many people do come and test here in order just to get that stuff done. And then it's only for overseas markets. We've seen it before. How have you even seen Chinese market cars test here? Yeah. But the point is, is that they've had these unibody, um, pretty affordable, affordable, small little uh, crossover pickups uh, in two different sizes, essentially the size that's closer to the Santa Fe and then a size, or Santa, Santa Cruz, and then a size that's closer to the um, Honda Ridgeline. Yes. And they've had these trucks for a while, and they've had even different cab configurations of these trucks. And they sell them in other markets as Rams, but <laughs> not here. And it's such a missed opportunity. Yes, it's Fiat. And for those of you who are Fiat haters, I get it. You know, I, you know they're, they're not known for super reliability, but they are known for actually building some pretty damn good off-road uh, powertrains. Um, yes. So could you imagine having a competitor? They could have had it, and they didn't. And that's a shame. Yes, and there's also uh, the latest truck, and I've actually got a lot of messages from you guys, the Ram 1000. It's, it's like uh, almost like a Strata or a Toro, a mm-hmm. uh, little tiny pickup. It's sold now in uh, Mexico also. That's right. And under the Ram name, yeah, not but, a Fiat name. No, no, they've that, had a few different Rams yes, based yes. on Fiat products. So hence, you know, a lot of you guys are telling us, Please, Ram, you know, why don't you ask Ram to bring it? Well, this is what we're doing on this podcast. That's exactly um, it. Now, so missed opportunity for sure. Missed opportunity. We know that there are a lot of issues about getting it through federal requirements. Emissions, et cetera. Yes. Yeah, the whole nine yards. But at the same time, other people have managed to do it. Why not make this happen? One final note on that, by the way. We are talking about several different trucks. Ram also has overseas another truck that's based on a Mitsubishi L2000, I think it is. Or is it 200? Um, and that truck, yeah. And that truck is a Ram, which is sold in, uh, I believe, the Middle East. And that's actually a fairly rugged little truck. Once again, yeah. you got all these trucks. We don't have and, any here, so it's a shame. And uh, it makes sense. Just one more comment on the Dakota and the little Ram truck potentially is that uh, I know Ram is very focused, and we've heard this from this from them before. Is on it has to make sense, business sense, mm-hmm. and pricing is important. Well, yeah. So now Ram 1500, you know, we have the backcountry here, right? Mm-hmm. In our test, uh, long test fleet. Right. That's a $56,000 truck. And that is... And it's, it's a, kind of basic. Yeah, it's, it's not time. exactly entry level, but it's not much higher than an entry yeah. level truck. It's a big horn with an off-road package. Right. And everybody else is eating your lunch right now by building trucks that are between twenty dollars and $30,000 that you can grab with four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive or a hybrid powertrain. All this other stuff is out there. So the point is, is that you can, you could be competing at that same level with these guys with an entry-level truck that you can eventually get them into your Ram instead of them buying some sort of regular crossover. 
So that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And there's another car company. Yes, let's go back. <laughs> let's, let's go, go back, back to Chevrolet. <laughs> let's go back to Chevy. We're not done with you yet. Um, <laughs> so overseas, uh, overseas actually, uh, in South America as well, and, 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 and there have been other markets where this has popped up. There was a little tiny uh, car-based um, pickup called the Chevy Montana. Um, now, bear in mind that um, GM has used the Montana name before in, in a minivan from Pontiac. <laughs> yes, so that's have. not related. Um, but the point here is, and this isn't as feature-laden as those uh, Fiat's we were talking about. It is, however... A like a little Maverick. It's like a little baby Maverick. Yes. And it's already in a market, and it's, it's curious that they haven't even thought about bringing something like that here, maybe calling it a well, Chevy Love. Or or anything, call it anything. But 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 the, here's the thing. Yes, in other markets, a lot of these trucks are two door, mm-hmm. maybe little extended cabs, right? right. Um, and it seems like uh, the American market, the U.S. market, is moving a little bit to, a lot more toward crew cabs, right? Yep. So maybe extending those platforms might be a slight issue. But no matter. See, look at what Maverick has done. They're sold out for at least a year. Yeah. So so yeah. So Santa Chevrolet, Cruz is actually proving to be pretty popular too. Also, ex- yeah, as, it, as well. It, it's yes. difficult to get one of those. So the point is, is that there's been a pent up need for these little urban, if you want to call them, pickups, and we get it. I, I love the fact that these are hitting, but the fact that you guys out there, you being General Motors and Stellantis, are not bringing these small trucks to the market to compete with these other ones is a missed opportunity. And it doesn't have to be the Chevy Montana. It could be some other vehicles. And by the way, there's an Ask Nathan column, uh, which we do every Sunday. And that column does have a whole list of questions and answers about some vehicles that could be based on that platform that Chevrolet could build for our market. Yes, just go to tflcar.com on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Nathan's column is right Ask Nathan. Um, Also, you mentioned Stellantis, just to wrap up this tiny pickup uh, question Mm -hmm. and and topic, Jeep Comanche. They did a concept. Yes, they did. It's a little Renegade-based pickup. Mm -hmm. You drove a version of it. I did drive it. I drove, now it was a prototype, so it was a little rough around the edges, but man, it was really cool. And one of the cool things about it was its size. They didn't make it that much longer, even though it had a small pickup bed. And yes, okay, I get it. A lot of you are saying, no, if it can't hold more than two people, I don't want it. Or some people say, I only want it to hold two people. Well, actually, everybody wants a two-door Gladiator. It seems like it because yes. they keep writing in and saying, oh, I would buy one. Right. Okay. okay. Well, anyway, the point is, is that this had that. And the potential here was for Jeep to build their own version of what is essentially the uh, Santa Cruz, right? Yeah, a little. It could have been also convertible. Like the concept had a little soft top. Yeah, it had a little soft top that that could have come off. Now, granted, this was just a concept, but it was a really cool concept. Missed opportunity for Jeep not to sell one of these in our market. Yes, Uh, should we move on to another manufacturer? Yes, let's move on to uh, Honda. And Honda's a little bit different because they actually managed to build something that was really impressive, but one step away from being epic. Yes, and we're talking about the Ridgeline, but we're talking about a Ridgeline, I want to call it Off-Road Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, a true Off-Road Ridgeline pickup. Um, and here's what they did, right? So the Ridgeline, this is really the second generation plus, right? Yep. Because there was the first generation of the Ridgeline was kind of boxy, squarish. Right. Then they updated it in, what, 2016, 2017, all new generation. But... Um, <clears throat> what was what I think was lacking slightly in that generation, even though it's still considered successful, right? Yeah, was it's a little bit soft style mm-hmm. and a little bit 
not that great of off-road capability because the all-wheel drive system is amazing. Yeah, it's a VTM, uh, VTM4. VTM4. Mm -hmm. uh, it also has torque vectoring mm -hmm. uh, on it. But the ground clearance, some of the other issues it had, uh, sometimes uh, transmission overheating uh, that we noticed once. Um, and then they did the HPD version with a facelift, just 2021. Which looks pretty cool. Yes. But I think they left stuff on the table. Oh, without a doubt. So the HPD version, amongst the things it has, it has some extra cladding, some cool stickers. Um, but it also has a, a wheel and tire package. And the wheels, they kind of look kind of rally, cool, goldish, whatever. Some yes. people like them, some people don't. And then they put tires on them from Firestone that look like they're seriously off-road ready, and they're truly not. And that is one of the things that got me. So real quick story here. Uh, recently, I went to the Honda Passport trail sport got too many sports there uh, <laughs> off-road debut and this essentially was in the desert uh, anza borrego near you know the, the, the borrego springs and we got to do some off-roading in it it was a lot of fun and it drove very well and, and the ivtm4 system worked really well but it also had the same tires essentially as the ones that are on the ridgeline and they were not great however Mm -hmm. There were a group of guys from Honda who were driving around in a ridgeline and they were sort of um, setting up the trails and cones and they were also an emergency vehicle, right? Well, they took the tires off of it and they put on these really beefy, I think they were Nexon or whatever tires on them, and it, without a lift. And this thing suddenly, it became an animal. I talked to these guys, they're professional racers, and I was like, you know, so what do you think of it? And like, oh my God, this is the best! Yes, because you have these really cool tires, and it gave them another half inch of length. So they put slightly larger tires on the stock Ridgeline, basically. And it fit totally. Yep. So, so here's the thing. So Honda makes amazing dirt bikes. And side-by-side. Side-by-side, the yeah. Talon. Yeah. Uh, amazing machines. Yes. Um, they and, built jets, for crying out loud. Well, yeah, they built everything, it seems. They also built uh, generators. And boats, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, this is a missed opportunity. I think the Ridgeline could have another version of it. I mean, the current Ridgeline is fine, but they could have another version, maybe not HPD, maybe it's HPD Plus, or the next version of it, the mm -hmm. Trail Sport Plus, right? Which could have extra ground clearance, yes. slightly bigger tires. Yes. And maybe even more macho, just, just macho looking. I mean, if you really, really wanted to do it right, you would put some sort of locker in there, at least in the or rear. Even, or even for low. Yeah, Give or it for low. Yes, and change up the gearing in it. I, I know it's not easy to do, but it would be really cool. As it stands, it's a perfectly good day-to-day -day driver that can do light off-roading. But man, one more step up in that direction would be phenomenal. Let's Agreed. move on. Speaking of, this, now this is technically a mid-sized truck, by the way. And now we're talking about other mid-sized truck missed opportunities. And Roman wanted to point this one out to all you guys out there. Because once again, we don't want to get fired by not saying this. So... Yes. Roman mentioned Tacoma Hybrid. Yes. Where is it? It doesn't exist. Yes. So, and one uh, kind of glaring thing that kind of hit me in the face uh, when Roman said this is that uh, the F-150 Hybrid is on the market mm -hmm. and has been on the market almost for a year. Right. Ford has beat Toyota to a hybrid, a true hybrid. And... Toyota. To production. Right. And what's the crazy part? Toyota is known as the hybrid company. They, they had are... the Prius two decades ago. Oh, even more. Yes. And and the thing is, is that Toyota has really had an opportunity to grind and grind and grind and get the hybrid system right. Their hybrid systems are known as being almost bulletproof, extremely reliable, very efficient and capable. So 
why hasn't Toyota introduced a truck version with a hybrid powertrain? Rather, they now have one of the least efficient pickup trucks, at least their V6, out there. Yeah. So where yeah. is the hybrid uh, Tacoma? Now, it may be coming in this next generation. We covered a bunch of spy photos that we've seen of the upcoming Tacoma. It looks like it's going to be major changed. Will it have a hybrid? That would be awesome. Yes, and we know the Tundra hybrid is coming. Yes, mm -hmm. we, we know this. Uh, I-Force I um, Max, they call it. But even that is not on sale yet. Yeah, so they're saying in March or April for the Tundra hybrid. But the Tacoma hybrid should have existed by now. It's a missed opportunity. It should have been here about five years and ago. And I, I know Toyota is successful at Tacoma. It's not a surprise yes. to us. But it could have been a lot more successful. They could have. They could have changed their cafe numbers. Now, I know it costs a lot of money to build this type of technology, but they already have a leg up on everybody else out there who's doing it. Ford, not, it doesn't just have one hybrid pickup. They have two. And uh, you know, the Maverick, which is a remarkably, remarkably efficient Dude, truck. We we registered like 41 MPG with it in in our real world testing. Yeah, I was getting yes. over 40 miles per gallon driving like a psychopath, yeah. and it actually has some really good power to it. Andre, his truck still happens to get some very good mileage as well. The point is, is that Ford managed to put it in two different trucks. Yet Toyota hasn't done it in one. So. I know a lot of Toyota fans are going to be angry at me for saying this, but Toyota totally dropped the ball. Missed opportunity. Yep. Uh, let's wrap up with three... <laughs> Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes vehicles, of right. all things. Yes, I know. But, yeah. you know, some of you may have actually been paying attention in the past to... Um, how do I put it? It was really popular for a while to have decent mid-sized trucks in overseas markets. Well, you know, well-equipped ones. And Mercedes thought, hmm, this would be a great idea. So they teamed up with Nissan. Yes, and this was the result was the X class, mm -hmm. right? So it's been available what in South Africa and other African markets, European markets, uh, too, European right? markets. I think even in some Asian markets Maybe. as well. Uh, the point being, it was uh, we asked to drive it. Roman was in Europe actually once. <laughs> he actually was had access to potentially to one. And Mercedes said, no, it's not available. No, I think they so, said nine Schweinehunte or something like that. They, they, wow. I think they called them a name. Uh, kidding, but, kidding. Of course we're kidding. But the X-Class was really, you know, we talk about luxury and affordability and mm -hmm. all that stuff. It had it. Yeah, it, it, it had it. It had a unique design. Yes, it was built on a Nissan platform. But it had a unique design both externally and internally. So it didn't share a whole lot with the uh, Nissan Frontier or actually what they call it overseas. Navara. In Navara. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't really look like it. And a lot and of the people... the interior was totally completely, different. Yeah, it was Mercedes It was interior. a proper Mercedes interior. Yeah. And it didn't sell like hotcakes. At first they sold all right, but then they, they fell off a cliff. And it's a real shame that they didn't try to bring that over here uh, in some sort of version. I think that it would have been an interesting vehicle, possibly a big seller for Mercedes. You know, considering the fact that people like the fact that a Mercedes emblem's on something. Well, look at the Sprinter. Yeah. I mean, it's a utilitarian vehicle. It's a van. It's a commercial vehicle. Mm -hmm. They're selling thousands, tens of thousands, tens of, of, thousands. of Mercedes Sprinters. But you know another vehicle that they sell a lot of overseas and they yeah. stop selling them yeah. here? What it, is it? It's the Unimog. Dude. It never really was a U.S.-based vehicle. They did sell them here for a little while. 
I think up until like the several 90s. years in the yeah, 90s. Yes. Yeah. And then they and we stopped. still see them on the roads. <laughs> yeah, we do, especially and, at uh, Overland Expo. Yeah, and, and we we know people like our friends at Couch Off Road, you know, Jay, yeah. who still modifies them and still upgrades them and still has huge success. It's a remarkable platform. So speaking of trucks similar to that, take the Ram Power Wagon. Yeah. Right. Take the Ford Super Duty Tremor. Mm-hmm. Right. Big job. This is a step above that. Yep. And according to the market, bigger is better, right? Yeah. And now they finally made them where they can actually exceed 55 miles per hour here. Well, technology is, yeah, it's it's huge. Yeah. And and I mean, there's gearing, there's transmissions, there's different tire options. And this is a true, this is kind of where, of course, the power wagon came from, like Mm -hmm. military routes. Yeah, exactly. And this is agricultural and military routes. Utilitarian across the board. And it was a remarkable vehicle for its time. It, it's remained such. And it's something that we know here in the States makes for a hell of an underpinning for adventure vehicles. And it's a real shame that they don't have, they still build them, but they don't sell them here. Exactly. And I wish they did. And now, of course, they have different, like, you can do a crew cab version, you can do a two door, six door, whatever you want. It's well, possible. Remember when they came up with being able to shift the side of where the driver is? You could literally take the entire dash and slide and it, it over with, with pedals. Yes. And so you could be right-hand drive or left-hand drive with just a few gestures of you know knobs and dials. Simple modification. Really yeah. simple modification to make it happen. Such a cool idea. Great for off-roading, by the way, being able to do that. But also really good for selling multiple markets. So that was one thing I thought, well, that would be really cool here. But yeah, the newer ones look really cool. They look like they can do an awful lot, and they're efficient, and now they're faster. But they're not here. Yes. And there's a third vehicle that I actually want. This is, I'm a <laughs> proponent of this. I, know. Um, I don't know if you completely agree with me. Mm. But we talked about like the Lexus LX pickup truck, right? And, and what I wanted, what I said was a kind of a retro style design with lots of luxury and technology, right? Right. G-Wagon is selling like crazy. Yeah. The Mercedes G-Wagon. They can't build enough for Yes, here. And, and dealers are charging insane markups on them. Yeah, almost and, double in some cases. And that's because it's really desirable, right, mm-hmm. still. They started like 125 or 130 grand. They're doubled in price with markups. Yep. And they're still sold. Yeah, yeah, I Why agree. Why not I agree with that. a pickup version of it? So it, the, the original military-spec G-Wagon, let's talk about, you know, the, the first couple generations of it. Yes, there were pickup truck versions of it and, and ambulance versions of it and sl- small troop carriers and you name it, a variety of different ones, radio ones. And those would be great platforms for building this you know, pickup truck that you uh, so much uh, desire. However, now they have an all new platform that's underneath the current G-Wagon. Yeah, and I, I know it's got like what, independent front suspension? Right. right? They could just stretch it like a few inches, <laughs> put okay. a small bed. You know, nobody will use it as a pickup. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. because you could say, hey, guys, you know what I drove to the grocery store? A G-Wagon truck. That's right. Hey, Muffy, would you let me take my pickup truck to the golf course? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I understand the point. And it, it's around the same point of building a Lexus pickup truck. Yeah. It's the same idea. And, you know... I think it would be a good idea to build it. I'm just not a big fan of the idea. Okay. How about I drop one more on you? Drop before, it on me. Before we close. Okay. Shall we? Yes. Um, w- this happened before. Mm-hmm. But we talked about Lexus. We talked about Mercedes. We talked about GMC and many others here that are kind of luxury-minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is the Lincoln pickup? 
Well, Lincoln, the last time they tried that, it didn't go well. Uh, if you guys recall the Blackwood, um, that that was yes. yeah, that was a that bit was of a disaster. did not go well. And no. then they had the LT, right, which was basically an F one fifty with a Lincoln badge on it. Yeah, well, with also the uh, interior was upgraded uh, yes. a little bit. It, uh, look, uh, but that did obviously didn't sell to the point to where they thought they should continue it. So Ford has had a negative reaction to building luxury trucks. So the question, of course, is should Lincoln build their own? pickup truck version of, say, the Navigator. And I say yes, but if they're going to do it, they should do it right. Make it independent rear suspension so the thing rides differently than a regular pickup truck. Maybe high-powered. High-powered uh, HOV. Electrified, uh, maybe. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yeah, definitely do the well, electrified power. Or at least like hybridized. Yours. Yeah, right? hybrid. That's, well, that's what I mean. It would be, it would be an interesting... Uh, I think Lincoln needs help, and maybe this will be something that would really help them. That's my guess. Well... well I, I would agree. There you go. Well, because you missed, brought it up. Missed opportunity. You missed opportunity. So, guys, we would love to hear from you in your comments below. Talk about missed opportunities that you think we've missed. Well, um, this was a big list. This is a big list, but there's still other automakers out there. No, we're talking about trucks. Please, let's keep it to trucks because we know about a lot well, of cars. Well, because Tommy and Roman focused on some cars and SUVs. Precise Mundo. Yes, and we want to focus on pickups. Bingo. So please let us know what you think should be added to this list. We truly appreciate it. And we hope you guys stay tuned for more talk in the very near future. Yes, and I think just I would leave with this. Uh, I think silver lining is that um, I think a lot of the things on this list could be coming. Maybe not, of course, not everything. I'd say 30%. Mentioned. I want, I want to go 50. Yeah. Well, because okay. look, because uh, like mini trucks from Chevrolet and Ram, I think feasible. Uh, Canyon ZR2, I think is doable, prototype. Uh, we know that the Raptor R is coming. We know that the Amarok is possibly coming because it's going to be a Ford chassis. You know, a lot of these things That's 30%, are... my friend. Uh. <laughs> I was calculating because I knew you were going to bring that up. Okay. okay. So once again, guys, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. And please stay tuned. There'll be a lot more talk coming up in the near future. We'll see you next time. Thank you for your support. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.